Hello and welcome back to the Premier League Projects. In this episode, contrary to the last one, we've got quite a dejected fan reviewing West Ham 3, Leicester 2. So Mark, what, what's your reaction to that? Uh, my instant reaction is, James Madison, Jose Perez and Hamzy Traoré, shame on you. Shame on you. That's it. That's my instant reaction. Uh, I would, do you know what? There's not many times when I like to criticise players. I don't really like doing it. I don't think it's anyone likes doing but some things just need criticising, don't they? And that, that for me, is definitely one of them. I, I was, especially in such an important... I don't, to be honest, I don't think that matters, but in such an important game, when you've just lost at the, week, uh, the weekend before to Man City, it's so sort of disappointing. I bet you've sort of... Especially for the players that you've sort of idolised, like James Madison, etc. I'm sure it's such a... Mm. It's all kicking the teeth for them to do what they Yeah, for the, for, the, for the viewers that don't know what the situation is, Essentially, James Madison, Hamza Chowdhury and Jose Perez have all had a, a little party and a get-together. They've decided to do it the day before the most important game of the season. And um, obviously that's breaching COVID, so that, that's ruled those three out. And arguably, I think, especially the James Madison and Perez one, considering they've been playing brilliantly of late, especially Perez. Obviously, Madison's just come back, but Perez has. Yeah. And to, to go and do that just before the biggest game of the club's history, um, certainly since title winning season um, I think it's just disgraceful um, I mean this is literally one of the most defining games that we've had in, in years probably I mean the Man U one was big last season when we lost on the final day but it, it was a little bit different because obviously it's the, it's the final game this one I think there was a lot of positivity around the club going into it and I think everyone was quite hopeful of it and um, yeah, it's just really disappointing but I think a special mention to Albright and, and Ian Asher, I think they were both absolutely terrific. They gave it 100%, never gave I up. Thought, I thought exactly what that badge is all about. Yeah, Ricardo as well. I think those three were the standouts, but certainly Ian Asher and Albright and just playing for the badge there, and you know, I can't fault that at all. Yeah, something something you wish that the Madison and um, mm. Chowdhury and Perez would have done. Yes, I don't think that helped. Do you, think, do you think then, so that situation, I think everyone can agree is idiotic and they're, they're stupid viewing it. Do you think it affected you then going into, besides the fact that obviously you're missing the players, which is a big thing in itself, do you think team morale because of that was, was sort of hampered by it? Well, it just creates, I mean, it was. I found out the day before, so I think all of the last fans sort of heard the room yesterday. And it just creates yeah. so much uncertainty going into a massive game. You just don't need it. And then you've got all the media attention afterwards. And before the game, Rogers looked furious in the interview. And it just something, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Rogers is a terrific manager. I know he would have tried to keep the dressing room, you know, focused on the game and not worrying about all of that. But it's hard not to, of course, when you, you realise one of your, your star players is not going to be playing. Um, but it's a lack of respect in it to the manager by doing mm. that as well. Yeah, I, not... I know he's going to be furious. And honestly, if I'll tell you now. If we were sort of a, a mid-table side that weren't battling for anything, I wouldn't let James Madison, I wouldn't let Iose Perez, and I wouldn't let Hamza Chowdhury, um, I wouldn't let them play for the next couple of games, and I wouldn't and I'd fine them two weeks' wages. I think that's how serious it is. But obviously, yeah, no, we need I, to... agree. I tweeted out saying that they should be fined a, a month's wages. I said, but um, yeah, we, we need the, them for. Um, I'll tell you what, Scott. I'll tell you what, Scott. I think I came on here a few weeks ago, right? and um, it was it was damaging. I think obviously. That was the game we lost Harvey Barnes. I think it was the Arsenal game we lost Harvey Barnes. Yeah, Arsenal, you lost 3-1, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, I was, and I was very, very disappointed. And I, I didn't think there was a hope in hell that we were going to get top four. 
now it's just different because I think um, there is enough to get top four. Ian, uh, the one bright spot, Ian Acho, you know, I think our next three or four games are all games you'd expect us to win. I think now this has got to be fuel for the fire to win those games. With two points, um, we've got a two-point cushion and we've got winnable games and it's still in our hands. And I know this was all said last season, but let's just see if we, you know, I want the players to show that it's, it's, a, diff- it's a different season, it's a different mentality. This is where, you know, the next game's make or break. I think we've got, who have we got, Scott? Uh, I, I believe you've made Brighton. No, you don't have Brighton, actually. Palace, is it? We'll get him, we'll get him up, we'll get him up. You've got Palace or Newcastle. Obviously, oh, yeah. well, actually, in the league, you've got yeah. West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. There you go. Four games, right? That's That can make our season. You win th- three or four of those games, you're in a great position. And then you've got the last three games of the season, which are obviously going to be tough. But yeah, they're I tricky, the last, last, last three. They are, they are tricky. You have got quite a good record. Against the yeah. generic top top six, aren't you? So yeah, we have got a good. I think I'm I'm not all down and out as I was against Arsenal, but it's just disappointing. To, I mean, we played really well for the last just twenty minutes or so. I don't but know where that is. That was good from. enough though? In the no, it's not. No, playing no. For twenty minutes. You know what I mean? It's it's not, definitely not good enough. And I think for the first sixty odd minutes, it was nothing. I I just wanted to go out and just switch the TV off and go for a walk or something. That, that I thought the first the first. Sort of half, you were absolutely awful. If I'm being honest, mm. I, I no, just feel like you haven't de- you you haven't dealt with this situation. There's, I mean, there's not many ways you can deal with it, but playing like a bunch of idiots for 45 minutes, which is basically what you did, wasn't mm. wasn't the way to um, to do it. Well, yeah, I didn't think Dennis, Dennis Pratt had a really good chance. No, I'm not going to put it all on him because it's not particularly his fault. But he had a really good chance to sort of show Madison, look, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to be I'm going to step up now because you you're not you're and I'm not I'm this is my spot to take. I don't think he took that chance of him being honest. Mm, it's very hard, admittedly, in um, a situation where you risk have been brought in last minute and you haven't, you haven't been playing for a while, etc. But you'd have thought there'd be more fight from players such as him. Yeah, in all fairness, Dennis Pratt, he's a, he's a great professional. And obviously, I think he's been out for about three or four months since January. So it's probably only his first start in the Premier League since um, January, maybe even December. So I think I'd, I'd cut in some slack, and I respect yeah, that he's actually. I do respect that he's actually, you know, put in a shift for the team. And yeah, he wasn't James Madison today, but I can't, I can't really fault any of the eleven players on the pitch because at least they actually showed up and they fought for the badge for the last twenty minutes. What I can fault though is um, the three players that that obviously didn't didn't play because of the COVID breach, and obviously the the players in the first half they know they know where they made the mistakes. They know where to improve and I'm not going to sit here and criticise that because I don't think that's the, the focus with that. that shouldn't be where the focus is at for me I, well, I think it'll be interesting any blame on, on Rogers here? No uh, I can't because I think he, he, if Rogers this is this is Rogers' scenario right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, the scenario so Rogers is obviously um, dealt with injuries before okay he's already yeah. got a blow to his best player Harvey Barnes so that's a big blow then he's got James Justin right okay so when that, those things like that happen, you need the squad to come together. You need the squad to put in performances for the manager because the manager can only pick pick the team and, and sort of do so much with the players he's got. So with yeah. Madison, you expect him to take, take, you know, step up. He's the man. He's the star man. You've got injuries around uh, around him and there's no Harvey Barnes who's, who's been our best player this season, but you're the man now, Madison. You step up. And when Madison's um, missing again because of a, of a COVID breach, Rogers at this point must think, what what can I do? 
you know, he's he's lost his best players, not for his own fault. And obviously, he's going to take some responsibility for the first half. But I think the responsibility should f- fall on the shoulders of Chowdhury, Perez, and, and, and uh, yeah, playing playing dev- I don't particularly agree with this, but playing devil's advocate then, he played five at the back. Now, I don't from, from when every time I've watched Leicester, I always think you better play with a four. I don't know. I I don't think that was a good play, even being honest, from Rogers mm. and. And you can say what you want about the other situation, and we obviously agreed with that and talked quite a bit on it, but he still decides if he's going to play with a five at the back or four at the back, no matter if Madison's partying or not. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The thing with the five is it accommodates Vardy and Nacho to play up front together. I think that's the reason well, why we started that, playing. Can you not make that work in a four? Cause that... you, you're really struggling there defensively, I feel. Because if you play a four, then you've got to play either a four... Um, well, you can only play a four-four-two. Well, can you not play? You could play four. You can play four, and then you can have what older midfielder, two central midfielders, a number ten, and then two up front, surely. Wait, what was that? So you play like a four-three-one-two sort of thing. A four-three-one-two. Um, I don't think we've even got the personnel to play that really. You you, you struggle with width in that as well, but that's I don't that's... know. It's it's the thing with that is Scott. You know, you, you probably. You know, you're probably right, but if the players haven't had any, you know, training ground work in that formation, no, that, that, had, you make a good yeah, point. You've got to stick to what you know, and I think with the two, the two up front, you've got to play a five because I, I do agree with you. I, I much prefer to play a four, but I think since the injuries, especially with Harvey Barnes, you've just got to find a different way to win. Do you know another player I want to go into? Except Vardy, he didn't have a particularly good game. Now he obviously yeah. didn't. You're not going to be as hating on him as much as you would. The other three, but do you think in, especially late on his career now, he's not going to have much more seasons to do it. Do you think this is the time now he has to step up again and and get you over the line? Yeah, I think he still can. I think Vardy's still capable of, of scoring goals, but I think the the workload that he's had for this season has just been immense. You know, he's not he's is not too old much, to be doing as much as he is as yeah, well. Yeah, I think you've got to start to conserve now. I, I still think he's a twenty goal a season striker. I do. I, th- I still think yeah, he could do that next season, but the thing about Vardy is he can't, you know, he can't keep relying on him to play in the FA Cup, in the Europa League, and Premier. He can't do that, and I think this season's all come a bit too much for him. But again, he's still. The thing with Vardy is even when he has a doesn't score, he, he's such a team player. Like the runs he makes off the ball, the harassing of the fact he still does all of that, and I think that's why he's so pivotal to be in the team. But you are right; he hasn't been the Vardy that we know since sort of his operation. That's what I mean. I wonder about the, the management of that. Because obviously he got rushed back, I believe, within less than a week after a hernia operation. Right? Mm. What a reference in here. Was that managed correctly then, looking back? Probably not. No, he probably needed a lot longer than that. But I think, you know, if you've got a 75%, 65% fit Jamie Vardy, you're playing. Yeah. Especially with our current depth. And I think that's what it's come down to. It's one of them things well. You're not going to ruin his rest of his career because he hasn't got much of his career left to ruin do you know what yeah, I mean? exactly, yeah exactly going on to another thing then it, it, say on the off chance you don't get top four this season mm. is it a situation then where you look at Rodgers and you think look he's took us so far now but he, he's not getting us over the line do, basically what I'm saying is I've seen a lot on Twitter about Rodgers needs to be replaced is that a thing that you'd go with or no I've seen a little bit, but I think it was just such a in the moment anger for Leicester fans. Yeah, it definitely is. I think Mimate was was a. Um, I saw him tweet that. I know for a fact 
20 minutes after the game's finished, they will be they'll be deleting that tweet. So I think it's just reactionary. I think Rodgers has done brilliant for the football club. And look, no, I, I said I, it, I thought it was nonsense to be honest at the time, but I thought it's nonsense. It is nonsense. I think the majority of Leicester fans would probably, you know, there'd be arguments if they saw tweets like that going out. They would. Um, but again, like I say, Scott, we've got four winnable next, you know, four games that are winnable in a row. We've got um, the semi-final against Southampton. I think what we've got to do is just take, you know, take that last 20 minutes into the into the following games. Forget about the, the first 60 odd minutes, whatever it was, and um, we've, it's still in our hands. And we said this last season, the players know that, but I think they've got to show why it's different. And I think it is different. I think we will get top four. I do want to praise Leicester for the last 20 minutes because I thought it was good, but. How much of the last 20 minutes comes down to West Ham's inability to sort of hold out a lead very well? Because the first goal isn't anything to do with... Besides, it's a wonderful strike for me and Acho, but the setup is because Masuaka passes it straight to him. Mm. And before that, nothing were really happening. Ian Acho was trying to make stuff happen, but he was basically doing it on his own. Mm. How much was it of, of this sort of tw- 20 minutes that we keep sort of referencing was down to West Ham's sort of inability to I hold I think out? to an extent it was, but I think we, we did put them under immense pressure. I think there was... Just a different intensity about the about the team, um, especially when Michael Brighton came on. Uh, I thought he were really, uh, yeah, you yeah he were he were brilliant, and I think he deserves a lot a lot of praise. Um, he, he definitely paid for the badge today. Uh, should he have started the game? I mean, in hindsight, if he puts in a performance, yeah, like that, hindsight, say, yeah. In, <laughs> yeah. in hindsight, he does. Obviously, he's not he's not um, got a history of playing well this season when he starts. He is a good player off the bench, but I think there's countless opportunities that he's that he's had starting. They haven't been brilliant. He's a I bit of a frustrating player at times. Though, yeah. Right? Like, there were, one moment he skipped past one and then he skipped past another one. I might just yeah. cross the ball and he holds on to it too long and they, they get back in and defend it. Well, it's that's like... it. We had chances to, to really, you know, draw, probably not win because it was 3-2 in the end anyway, but... Certainly, to, to a level I don't, that game. Even being honest, I don't think you deserved it because I just thought you were so... Until that first goal went in, you were so bad. Mm. I like, think a point would have been very harsh on West Ham, but it also would have... You know, they can't ride the look two two games in a row, you know what I mean? It was three, two against Wolves. I think West Ham, for me, just seeing how they've played... They've beat us, so I, I can't really complain and I can't really moan like this, but just seeing how they've sort of played in recent times when going up on a lead, it's not convincing for them. No, I, 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 you know what? I tend, to, I would tend to agree. Even when when it went to three nil, I I still thought Leicester might have a chance. Which yeah. for any team going for the top four, I, that that any feeling of that should be should be wiped off me straight away. I, I don't like, think if Chelsea went three nil, you know they've won. If yeah. uh, any of the te- other teams really, you know they've won. Whereas West Ham, especially recently, so they drew three out with Arsenal, nearly messed it up against Wolves as well. Nearly messed it up today. They are they are a team that have that in them to do that. Yeah, I think um, going back onto to the top four race, including West Ham, of course, there's there's not a lot between it. We sit in third on fifty six, and then Liverpool are in sixth. Probably one of the, maybe you can go to, yeah, you can probably go down to Spurs. You've got the game in and on forty nine. If they win today um, against Man United, they'll go to the same points as Liverpool. On yeah, yeah. So it's it is tight, but I think what what could happen and what I'm hoping is going to happen and what I, I do think will happen because we don't normally lose three games we lost two games on the bounce there's always a reaction when that happens with the West Dot it seems Same I think what yeah yeah I think what will happen is I think these next four games I, I do think we're going to show a reaction I really do and if and if we do win three or four 
then obviously the teams around you, you'd expect them to drop points and the, the gap will start to widen up a bit. They've got hard games as well. Like yeah, Chelsea exactly. got Man City, Brighton, West Ham, and Ful- I suppose Fulham, but then they've got Man City again. Yeah. Oh, Man City let's, and Nick- let's just say we take like 10 points. Actually, but. Yeah, so let's just say we take 10 points for the next four games, which it, 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 I'm, I don't think I'm being unrealistic, really. No, but, I, yeah. I, I think that's fair. We'd have to put in good performances, of course. Let's say we get 10, 10 points, right? That'll take on 66. And then the teams around you start to drop points. You, you maybe increase the gap to about five or six points. And then you've only got, by that time, um, three games left. You'd expect that to see out from It's just it's the last three for me that have always yeah. been an issue for Leicester because... Although you've got such a good record against the top six, you've also got quite a good record of messing it up. So I really don't feel I the could same see last like season. it was. I don't know. It just feels different because last season you could see it coming from a mile off. This is sort of it happened. It's you thought it started to happen a few weeks ago, and then you changed it. Then it was a completely different turn in form. We were starting to play really good football, and I think I'm expecting the same thing here. So I'm I'm not giving up hope just yet of um well. It's not really hope. I, I do think we will get top four. I'm not. I'm not um, sort of looking behind my shoulders at the minute. Um, I think if we lose the next game to Southampton, that'll be, you know, panic stations will definitely occur then. But yeah. Well, you've yeah, you've got West Brom next. Or is it West Brom? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, you've got to be. Oh West yeah, Southampton Brom. in the FA Cup, isn't it? You've got to beat West. If you don't beat West Brom at home, then I think. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's a brilliant. No disrespect to West Brom, but. I tell you, if you ever needed a three points sort of puts you on a plate, it's West Brom. That is a brilliant oh, game. Oh, Sheffield, to, oh, Sheffield That is a brilliant game to to play just after you've sort of been beat two in a row. I yeah, well, hopefully you go out there, beat them about 3-0 and then it's... You know honestly, I mean? Scott, I'll tell you this, right? I'll tell you this. So, obviously, we've got seven games left, right? If the if the um, Tottenham, Chelsea, my new games were the, were the next three, then I'd be worried. But I think because... I like I like that it's this way around because I think we've got four games to really boost our confidence and then by that time hopefully Harvey Barnes will be back for the last three and I think it's you, you've got nothing that you've almost yeah. got everything to lose then exactly in a weird way I quite like how the fixture list has panned out I do so it's it's definitely not unrealistic for Leicester to um, pick up ten or twelve points in the next four and we've got to do that I think we've got to do that yeah no I I, I see where you're coming from. Going on to the top four, we'll just have a quick, quick little chat about it. Who, who is your top four then for the end of this year? Oof. You just said you're in it. Mm. Let me have a quick look. Um, Man City, Man U, that's done. I think Leicester will finish third, and then I think fourth. Oof. It's a tricky one. I don't think West Ham will do it myself. I think Chelsea. I think it'll be Man City, Man U, Leicester, Chelsea. I think it'll be Man City, Man United. Chelsea, Liverpool, if I'm being honest. Ooh, okay, okay. I've said, I've, yeah. I, I have been solid. You have said that all not, along anyway. I have yeah. said that from about four months ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you have. No, it's, um, I am quite looking forward to the next four games, to be honest, because I think that's where we've got to show something now. It's, it's We do normally get a reaction as well. And I think that, that was, that last 20 minutes was encouraging because, if you remember at Bournemouth, it, this sort of happened, right? And it wasn't... Lost I know, I exactly. I know we lost today. I know I know that. I'm not getting out of myself. But the Bournemouth one, it was just a collapse. Whereas this one, we showed fight. We still showed, like, more than enough to go and get some out of the game. So it's not... Uh, not I just feeling... believe that was just the fact that West Ham were bad at... Probably, probably. We haven't seen Wolves score a lot of goals this year. And they, and they still put two past them and look like they could get a third as well. 
But you still got to do it, don't you? No matter what. I think no matter what who the opposition is, you know, Bournemouth is not they're not a better team than West Ham. So to to lose four one, I know we had ten men there, but it was still a capitulation. Yeah, that, um, that you were disastrous that day as well. Like yeah. you were like I was saying I was criticizing how bad you were today. Bournemouth, you were just on another We level. won it up at half time. We took off um Ian Atro for Dennis Pratt at half time. It was one of the worst substitutions ever. It literally changed the entire complexity of the game. So um <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm Quietly optimistic that we're uh, still going to finish top four, but I'm also devastated after today's game as well. But at the I'm same surprised, time, I'm I do feel like encouraged by the end. It's, it's weird. I do feel no, encouraged. I think if we'd have done this, I feel like if we'd done this interview sort of about 60 minutes, you'd have been like, oh, screw it. Madison oh, hit. Oh, yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I, yeah. I was thinking as the goals were going in, you know what? I'm actually going to be able to talk to him normally without him just going, oh, you know what? Screw top four. We're not. We're yeah. going to lose an FA Cup to Southampton. Like all this. Yeah. I'm so yeah. In a weird way, right now, I do feel encouraged, but it, it's still n- not ideal to lose to a, a top four rival as well. Going into the last six or seven games, but well, no, because it is. It, if you'd have won today, it would have. You'd have been quite clear. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's an encouraging sign to see the, the team fighting like they were today, though. I, that's definitely something I'm going to take away and go into the next four games. Yeah, that's basically all you can take away. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we wrap it up there? Or mm. Anything else to say? Um, yeah, man of the match for me, Kalechi uh, and Acho. I think Michael Brighton's just behind him, obviously, but he's in man of the match. Fine form, isn't he? Ian Acho at the oh, moment. He's flying. He's if there's any players contract, in minute for you. Yeah, he just signed. He was, his contract running out next year, I think. He just signed a, a new one, so that would get that. I think that gave him quite a lot of confidence as well, because uh, he, he is a player. He is a player. Uh, actually, one more question: Do you need another striker in the summer now with the natural spot? I think we still do because I, I think um, if you're looking to bring in a, a striker that's sort of younger that you can develop, you want to bring him bring him in as soon as possible to sort of get that um, advice and that sort of. You know, from Jamie Vardy, while he's still at the club, you, I think you're bringing the replacement now. I do. Yeah. But like, like you say, Ian Acho is uh, he's flying, and there's no reason why he's not going to be um, one of the main men next season for Leicester. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Mark. Admittedly, it wasn't the nicest. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to no, talk, no worries. which didn't really happen. But yeah. anyway, thanks for listening, everyone, and yeah, thanks, Mark, for coming on, and I'll catch right, you on. Cheers. Bye for now.